Hi felters and welcome to the Needle Felting Addict. My name is Philippa and today we're going to talk about all the tools that will help you with your needle felting journey. So I've talked about mats, needles, um, wool, so that's quite a lot of things that we've covered there. But another important thing that really helps you in uh, small places here and there are all the tools that you can get. Now, number one, um, I may have touched on them in needles, but needle holders. And they really, really do help. And in the beginning, I didn't think they did. But let me talk you through. So the smaller needle holders would be a single needle holder. It, you can get them. They're just a wooden handle. You can make some um, up yourself. I tend to put a little bit of tape over the top of some of my favorite single needles. You can also take a bit of Fimo clay or silk clay and make a holder yourself and you can decorate it. Um, or if you're quite comfortable just holding the single needle on its own, that's absolutely fine. But I generally find if you're using it quite a lot, sometimes your fingers get a little bit sore. So that's the single needle. Next up, you can have multi-needle tool holders, and I do a whole video on my channel. So if you wanted to actually see the um, multi-needle tool holders I'm talking about, definitely go and have a look. I'll link it in the description. But the first one I used for quite a long time is three in a row um, and that worked really well but what I didn't know with needle holders is that you have to have the finer needles in them for them to be able to penetrate the wool sometimes they come in with needles that are say a 36 and if you've got three in a row that are 36 triangular or something it doesn't seem to stab it doesn't seem to go into the wool um, so I basically um, used that three in a row one the needles were quite far apart and it was okay when I first started but it wasn't brilliant most of the time I used it with just two needles in and I was like why do these people use all these multi-needle tool holders it doesn't speed up my work um, and after a while I started to play around with the needles that I put inside them. I have to say, I did order a clover pen at the very beginning and it wasn't a proper clover pen. It wasn't a branded clover pen and it was awful. The needles were rubbish and it was actually sealed shut. And everyone says, oh no, you can open them. Most of them you can open <laughs> and you can change the needles if they break. But the one I bought, I just, you couldn't open it. It was just locked shut. It was so annoying. But anyway, make sure you just go direct and buy the actual clover pen it will save you a lot of issue in the long run um so i use quite a lot a clover pen and i put two 40 triangular needles in it um, you can put three in if you want but i find with the two it just works much much better um, and i use that an awful lot i also have um needle holders that will hold between four and eight needles normally I don't I have an eight needle holder but I only put four in it and I have got four 40 spiral needles in it and that really penetrates the wool it's really easy to use you can understand why you're using it when you've got wire armature at the very beginning when you're wrapping the wool close to the wire I use a 32 or a 36 single needle just to secure it on. Then as I get uh, more wrapping or wool on there, I will go to the clover pen, which has got two. And then when it gets a lot, lot bigger, I can go to the four needle spiral because 
um, they will break if they hit the wire. But they still, I can still, if you're using no wire, you can use them all the time and it does speed everything up. I purchased a really lovely cherry wood holder one from the Felted U, I think it was, and they're also on Etsy. But you can get quite a few neat wooden multi-needle tool holders, um, even off Amazon, but don't buy the cheap needles on Amazon that come with some of them. And there's also one that I bought... Sorry about the paper noise. It's in the shape of um, a ball and you hold it in your hand and that can really help for if you're struggling with arthritis or struggling to hold the needle because you're driving more with your hand. So that's quite um, a good one to try out if you're struggling with any pain in your hand. So that's multi-needle tool holders. There's a, there's a nice variety out there for a range of prices. Um, there's also a punch tool which has got about 10 needles in it. Generally it's more for flat felt so if you're, you're creating something flat to put like I say if you're making a pelt for a, an animal a coat colour and you're going to put that on. It, they're quite noisy, um, you can take the guard off so it's quieter. So that's the punch needle tool. I think that's a clover brand as well, I'm not sure. Needles, everyone asks do needles go blunt? They don't I've not really had that many needles go blunt. I use a 32 a lot and sometimes I replace that. But they don't really, you're more likely to break them than they are to go blunt. But if you suspect, I mean, I've got needles that are six, seven years old now and they're fine. But if you suspect your needle's a bit blunt, just try a new one and see if you can feel the difference and go with it then. Um, but really, you're more likely to break them. So other tools we need to talk about. Um, if you are doing wire armature in any way, shape or form, or you want bendy arms or anything like that, you're going to put some wire in. Wire cutters, they are not much um, and they really do make a difference because if you use your scissors, you will blunt your scissors over time and that's a little bit annoying. But scissors can cut pipe cleaners, that's absolutely fine. But I have a pair of flat nose pliers because they also help with um, controlling the wire, making a nice uh, flat end if you're trying to sort of do it back on itself. So definitely recommend getting a pair of flat nose pliers because they cut and they help control and flatten the wire. Another thing which I didn't have in the beginning, it's absolutely fine, is an, an awl or an owl. It's A-W-L and this is... Um, to make eye holes or eye sockets. Now it's fine, you can take a pair of scissors, open them up and then just use one end and sort of do little movements and you can open up um, an eye hole. But the awl or the owl, it's not much money. It was about four pounds and it's much, much easier. Um, I'll talk about eyes in a minute and why the, the awl helps so much. Um, but honestly, I was so pleased once I got it and, it, you know, seven years later, it's still with me. It works perfectly. Definitely recommend that. It's also great to have um, a ruler. Absolutely fine. Most of us have a ruler. But I find a soft measuring tape is really good because if you're doing slightly bigger animals, you can wrap it around and get the exact measurements if you were wanting to recreate. So a soft measuring tape is very useful as well, but not essential. You can get away with a ruler and a piece of string, couldn't you? Um, for cleaning my mat, I have a lint remover, I think it's called. It's a metal lint remover. 
and I have a wool buddy mat which I'll mention briefly towards the end in case you haven't heard all about the mats and the different types you can have but the lint remover I just scrape over the top um, a lot of other things that people use are you can just get sellotape and um, you know put it on on the reverse on your hand and then just sort of pull the wool off and um, you can put plastic uh, rubber gloves on little bit damp rub that over that will bring it up I know the makers have a specific little rubber tool that you can rub round so there's sort of all sorts of different ways but my lint remover two or three pounds everything's in my Amazon shop that I talk about here so um, it wasn't much and I also use it on the carpet <laughs> around where I sit because um, the Hoover does a good job but this pulls up every single bit of wool it's quite useful for that too so that is a, a metal lint remover that's for cleaning your mat um, scissors I have quite a large pair normal pair of scissors but I also have a much smaller I guess there would be sewing scissors um, for trimming so and they're sharper so definitely a small sharp pair of scissors really helps uh, dog brushes for carding so carding is where you mix wall colors together if you haven't got the color that you want how do you mix it you can do it in your hand um, it does it takes ages it doesn't always mix that well so two dog brushes instead of actual what they're called are carders carders themselves are quite expensive but two dog brushes um, I think they're about eight seven or eight pounds each so you, you don't need, you definitely have to have two, not one. Um, and you just brush it sort of against itself and that will help mix it. I have a video on carding. It's hard to sort of describe it, but yes, you brush them against themselves and then you transfer the wool across and keep going. You do that about five or six times. So yeah, dog brushes, definitely if you're thinking about doing... Um, lots of different colored things and you you haven't got the exact color that you want another thing for combing out wool yes you can use your needle because you'd never take a comb to if you had done some long fur on an item never if you use a comb it would just pull it all out but clover do a thing called a clover claw uh, c-l-a-w and it's a very sort of gentle claw on one end and you can lightly brush long fur out so that if you're doing long fur um, items that works really well glues I honestly for my eyes I just use an all-purpose glue it's um Bostick brand and also I use that to stick like stick my mushroom base onto the wood plinth things like that works really well uh, there's another stronger glue called Powertex which you can mix with water to water it down and you can use it to make claws or toes things like that so powertex is another one but i use my bostic all-purpose glue all the time another tool you're only going to need roughly in the beginning and not for long of finger guards however if you make tiny items finger guards are quite useful actually even though you might have been felting for a few years sometimes if I'm making a tiny little ball I will pop the finger guards on because that's when you stab yourself all the time so yeah finger guards in the beginning and you can just buy sort of leather finger guards they're quite quite easy to find and again shouldn't be too much money needles where do you store them and a lot of people ask this because they come in uh, plastic tubes from most shops that you buy them from so I keep mine I have a little um 
it's a, like a yogurt um, glass base jar you could use a small glass yourself and I have felted a little bit of wool in a dome shape and I someone called it a bus stop needle holder you sort of park all your needles in there and it's really handy because I can just pick it up and have it closer to my mat I store quite a few in my mat because I've got a large wool buddy mat but I also have a lot more like the multi-needle tool holders I put in there as well so it's like a glass jar with some wool which you felt into a, a soft dome shape and then you can just poke your needles in there and it's quite good because they don't get rusty because the lanin in from the wool helps keep them oiled so that's quite handy always keep the codes from whatever company you got your needles from I've probably said this many times before um, really really important because needle companies don't have the same codes for their needles for the colors very important a couple of other things I have some lavender spray which I spray every now and again around the room because that's great for bugs cedar wood balls are also very good um, and again very cheap and I just have them on the shelves in and around my items I'm quite lucky I'm in an environment that doesn't seem to get many bugs but if you're in a hot environment damp environment those are the kind of environments you have to watch out for um, pipe cleaners I think I would say if you're doing any wire armature they're essential um, and also you can use them for because I use them to wrap them around the wire so it's easier to wrap wool onto it it's a lot less mess than floristry tape which is something that you pull um, it's like a, a little paper thin piece of paper tape you pull it to activate it and then you can wrap it around the wire and then the wool will stick to it so um, I have a wire armature video sort of showing you all the way through that but pipe cleaners are a really handy easy quick way to do it the same thing and you can use pipe cleaners as legs for small animals I would double them over um, or if you can get slightly stronger pipe cleaners that works well the wire that I buy the ranges I use are 1mm to 1.6mm, so 18 gauge, sort of up and down a bit, that sort of um, thickness. Steel wire galvanised. Now, it's really hard because I had no problem on Amazon ordering wire for a long time. Then I ordered a 1mm and it came and it was useless. It was floppy, it was bendy, and I sort of thought, God, if I've recommended a 1mm wire to people and they've bought this and it was floppy and awful what were they thinking so if it arrives and it's really bendy it is not the right wire so the words I go for steel wire galvanized and it should have a degree of resistance to it you know the one mil you can bend easily 1.6 is quite thick and quite hard to sort of bend but I do use that sometimes for bigger items Wool storage solutions, another thing I was going to talk about, because you'll realise once you've been felting a while, you end up with quite a bit of wool. <laughs> so storage solutions. Uh, plastic shoe boxes are my latest. Um, really handy. The doors are excellent for opening. The wool can breathe in them. And again, they're in my Amazon shop. A plastic shoe holder that hangs on the back of my door. Again, it's see-through, you can put store all the wool in it, you can hide it on the back of the door, your husband won't know how much wool you've got, <laughs> so that works well. But yeah, that holds an awful lot 
of wool, so you should be fine. Glass jars, uh, they're another way that people store wool. I've got some glass jars on my desk that I have my main colours in. Um, things that I was going to... Plastic bags in a box, but yes, because wool arrives in plastic bags, depending on where you get it from. There's certain companies where it's great and it, it comes wrapped in paper, which is really fab. A lot of the time it's in plastic bags. I don't seal the plastic bags ever. You don't want the wool to sweat. Um, if you're going to put those bags into another box, put a tea towel in there or something that's going to soak up any um, humid humidity in the air. It's best to have wool in a place where there's a constant temperature. If you have it in a shed that say went up and down with a huge temperature rise that's where you're going to get dampness and the sweatiness and that's really not advisable my some of my wool is in my garage it's okay it's you know one constant temperature it does get a bit warmer in summer but it's quite cool and it seems to be fine there most of it's in the um, studio office with me so you've got to watch those big temperature changes um Small set of scales are really handy if you're going to sort of be repeating items that you want the same size. Uh, it's really hard to tell how much wool you need for something. And normally you'll get a bit of wool out, you, you'll uh, weigh it and you'll, it's like tiny, it's like two grams. So sometimes getting an idea of how much things weigh really, really helps. And also I like to test when I order wool from somewhere <laughs> that if I've ordered 100 grams, it is 100 grams. Sometimes it's just nice to check. Um, so small scales that can measure uh, one gram measurements up to one kilogram normally. And they are literally six, seven pounds. I know all these things add up. So it's not a necessity. It's something you could look at in the future. Plastic eyes. I use plastic eyes. You can use glass eyes. Uh, basically, I use Cello Express off Etsy. There's a, several other places you can go to. They need a post in the back so that you can glue it in. You, there's no point using safety eyes on a felted item because safety eyes, they've got that metal backing that, that comes with them. N no felting work is safe for children or animals, to be fair. People do make things for their cats and stuff like that, but they can eat it. They can swallow it. They can chew on it. I would never give any anything felted to a child either it's not safe whatsoever so you don't need safety eyes these are adult ornaments only um so you need a post at the back which is like the the little sort of tube sticking out attached to the back of the eye so that you can make a hole with your owl and then put a bit of glue on the back and stick it in and the eye will stay in there and never come out when you get the eyes that are flat, you can glue them in, but if you, you have to felt everything quite well underneath. So I definitely recommend um, making sure there's a post on the back of the eyes. But yes, I, I use Cello Express uh, very fast. Don't cost too much. Lots of different colours, lots of different sizes. Um, another thing is a couple of pair of uh, coasters or mats that you put your tea or coffee on. We call them coasters. And... I find they're great or, or some strong bits of cardboard or something and that's how I felt edges so I will put like an ear between them and then I will felt downwards and that helps me get the edges without stabbing my fingers. Hair straighteners really fantastic for getting taking your ears again and put them between the hair straighteners and it just flattens them completely. I've got lots of videos on using heat 
um, on your wool. You can just iron them as well, but I have a tiny little pair of ha hair straighteners that I keep uh, just down in my office and pop them on. They get really hot, so do be careful. Uh, another small thing for I curl quite a lot of my wool myself so I use little wooden kebab sticks and um, I wrap the wool around it dampen it and leave it to dry or pop it in the oven so little kebab sticks are quite useful um, flat pieces of felt or pre-felt great for cheating by doing ears if you were to make clothing for little animals if you were to do 2d pictures um, so yeah, th th they're all sort of little extras, they're not necessary, but if you've got them lying around, that's really handy. So I was just going to cover it really quickly, mats. When you first start, you get polystyrene foam mats. Great for your first couple of months. They break down and they don't become very good. In the So you're going to, if you're going to stick with needle felting, you're going to move on. Next up would be your burlap hessian mat with a bit of rice inside or wool inside. Fairly good. I enjoyed it for a bit. It wasn't my most favourite. You can use different pieces of um, linen for different colours. So if you're using dark wool, use one piece of linen, take it off the top and then put another one on for white or lighter coloured wool. So you don't end up with lots of wool transfer from your mat. I have to say I don't do that. I use the mat that I use and I have not have a problem. I just clean it afterwards. So next up after the burlap or hessian, a really good one is a felt mat. It's a mat made out of felt and stuffed with wool. So it's really light. You get a light side, a dark side. Um, that's gonna last you quite a while. Really enjoyed mine. Um, and then next up we go to an eco mat such as one at the makers and that's two sections so the bottom base section you keep forever and the top section is um, replaceable once every six months year however long it, it needs to be you have to have a degree of thickness to be able to felt on so that's why they've got the base one but the base one is great because it lasts forever but my favorite is a wool mat so wool buddy feltabulous those are the kind of makes you can go to lasts me absolutely ages my last one lasted a good three years the only reason I got a new one was because I know there's three broken needles in that mat and I cannot get them out um, and I just thought it was time to move on I'd done really well used it for ages perfect shape you can get different sizes I know it might seem like an expense in the beginning but if you're if you're really enjoying needle felting just get a decent mat in the first place you'll be so happy and if you need to use different colored um, linen or a tea towel or anything any material have you have for different colors lots of people do that so I think I've covered most tools um, other things I use I use quite a lot of yarn wool um, to do sort of details to do outside of things you know so there's lots of things you can bring into it I hope I've covered most of what you want to hear about if there's anything else just let me know thanks for listening and speak to you again soon take care everybody